and welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. <laughs> welcome to episode 216. Uh, this time we're going to be talking about paint schemes for your army. Um, how to figure out a good one. Um, what to do with it. And common misconceptions about paint schemes. Uh, but before we do that, we have a lot of business to get to. Because not only is Muson Minis one of our sponsors and gives us a good discount code to everything. And so is Parabellum War Games, which is does Conquest. You can get a discount code to buy all their stuff. But you also have Mini Masterworks, which sells our awesome paint shaker and the uh, awesome crafting stuff for your models. We are now sponsored by Turbo Dork, which we are doing a giveaway right now. Um, and about... Uh, Probably about an hour or so, you will get a chance to win that. Uh, make sure you spend your dice heads to do that. And we are now officially sponsored by Midnight Heroes. Uh, if you like some good chibi stuff and you like uh, some good paints and everything, make sure you go check them out. You can get a discount code, get 15% off your order. Um, and uh, keep an eye out. He's got some new stuff coming around. Uh, and they have just been said that they are... Turbo Dork and Midnight Heroes are going to be at Warfare Weekend as vendors and sponsors. So if you're going to be there, you can buy all the cool stuff there too. Awesome. So, um, man, it's been a while since we've seen all three of us here again. And Kathy, <laughs> welcome back. You have been missed a lot. Thank you. There are a lot of people have been bugging me. Where, where's my Kathy? And I'm it's like, well. So that... good to be back. <laughs> <laughs> So we got everybody here. Um, John, do we have any shout outs this week? I know Kathy brought up you know, one, the composer. Angelus. Uh, yes. Yes, because yes, it's related to her uh, part of her media section. Yeah. Yes, thank you for reminding me because even <laughs> that I was like, God, what did I watch? I, I was going to try and watch one of the movies you watched, but I didn't get the chance. Mm. But I have opinions on one. I haven't seen the other one, so. I've seen both of them, so we'll but. we'll definitely get into that. Uh, I know that there was a concept artist, I guess, that recently passed away for Star Wars. Um, that just happened. It wasn't, uh, Ralph, it wasn't Ralph McQuarrie, though. I'm not sure which one sure it was. That would have probably hit my uh, radar, I would hope. Wasn't that busy at work. Uh, let me see. I can't remember. I did. I saw it somewhere. Uh, one second here. Just trying to Colin go through Cantwell. a list. Okay, I don't recognize the name, but I'm not in the concept. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, he did like he did some 2001 Space Odyssey, Star Wars concept art. Close All Encounter, right. Third Kind. Oh, so he's a pioneer in that sci-fi, in that, yeah. let's call it modern sci-fi uh, concept art. That's cool. I mean, he was 90 years old, so, I mean, he's... Yeah. I, I, I did see that quite a few older sports players started passing at slightly early, earlier ages in that, like, 70s range. You're like, eh, but it's a hard life, and they didn't have the health care that they hopefully have now. Yeah. No. Um, I couldn't think of anybody else. That uh... no, Kathy missed the uh, the Fred Ward one. We we did. I did watch Remo uh, uh, Fred Ward last week. 
Yeah, he brought it up. I, I did watch Rumor Williams for that, of course. But you haven't seen that, have you? Mm-mm. You need to see that. Yes. You need to find a way to get Kathy to see that. Yeah. that. That's a movie you will like. I think you're right about that. Yep. So, um, so let's get back to the real business before we give our final shout-outs and our cheers. Uh, Kathy, what are you drinking today? Water. That's right, you are. <laughs> Uh, John, what's on your radar for drink tonight? Um, I was going to mix something impressive, but when I got the alcohol in, I heard the music start off uh, through uh, Bainey on speakers below me, so I just <laughs> threw a Dr. Pepper in with that fireball and ran back upstairs. <laughs> Did you actually run? No. Oh, okay. Um, I walked I... with some expediency. Expediency. <laughs> I um I am drinking some Remy Martin XO again. I'm working through that bottle while we're doing this. All my hands are all kind of. I realize I got a lot of primer and paint on my hands. I've been working on Warfare Weekend trophies, um, so I'll be doing uh, Remy Martin XO for the night. Um, guys, please take care of yourself. If you feel like something's wrong, go to the doctor. You know your body. Go get checked out. Um, <clears throat> Make sure that you're still washing your hands. Uh, cases are rising again, so go make sure you get your mask. Um, and uh, be careful. Um, keep an eye out for everything. If you know you don't feel good, don't you know? Don't push yourself. Um, we want to see everybody at the next big convention. Um, I don't know if anybody's going to Gen Con, but if you're going to go there, please be careful. And if you're going to go to Warfare Weekend, I'll see you there. And uh, hugs are... Much appreciated if you're going to be there. So, guys, cheers. 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 Oh, man. I believe I'll be skipping conventions <laughs> for a little summer. bit. <laughs> yeah. It's probably for the best. Yeah. I am now, uh, I suspect, no one's told me, but it just seems like a smart thing when you've just had lung problems to not go out and put yourself in a place of risk <laughs> yeah i know that um I, I was looking it up because someone was asking questions that i know um gen con is fully vaccinated this year is what okay. they're doing this year yeah uh, last year they couldn't figure out the logistics of 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 making everybody prove that but now I mean, now there's more better things in place for that. But last year it was masks were required in any place that was a Gen Con area. And if you didn't comply, uh, if you backtalked them about it, they just pulled your badge and told you to leave. But that's the way to do it. Don't give them any. So I felt I felt weird there anyways, but uh, there wasn't any and there was nobody that I knew there that. You know, tested positive afterwards. Not like at Adepticon. Yeah. Yeah. Where Illinois, you know, did away with the mask mandate in places. So the convention decided it would be mask optional. And like, like 50% of the people that I knew there ended up testing positive that, that I actually hung out with. Yeah. Not that I knew. I knew a lot of people. But the people <laughs> I actually spent time with over the weekend 
Uh, it's I, amazing that I didn't end up with it. And you know what? I know this because a million tests were run on me last week. Yes. Yep. So I know that this thing that happened to me was not caused by COVID. Which was interesting because uh, when I got home, I did the same thing. I think I tested like three times. Mm-hmm. Tested right as I got home, waited about three or four days, tested, and then waited a you know, week and got and tested and wasn't positive. And I was surprised I didn't get it either because I knew quite a few people that got it and I was around them. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Dio. I love you too. Yeah, well, I was just in Nashville for a convention. I'm here to tell you that a lot of people, especially in the area, Masks were in the vast, vast minority. Yep. Um, that is not required anywhere in Nashville. And we were right there at the Music City Center, and there were plenty of, like, there was a concert thing going on. They had people watching the uh, playoff game for their uh, Nashville Predators outside next to my hotel and on two big screens there in front of the Country Music Hall of Fame. And then they had a bunch of people in there. They're nary a mask to be seen. Yeah, there's like I've had to go to Walmart a couple of times, and yeah, there's there's very very few masks. Going there's some on there. here or there. We we saw some today when we had to replace our microwave, but yeah, but they're not not very many, not like it used to be. No, no. So. And we're getting and we're getting a spike of that, which is something I had to do all this week was read a lot of CDC reports, uh, because one of the things that uh, I'll be working on is. Um, um, the a project based on vaccine hesitancies within the state of Arkansas. So, be working yeah. on that. That'll be interesting. It actually was really, really interesting to read. I mean, I spent, I spent all, I think I spent two days reading CDC reports and reading reports from our local area and around the states talking about the hesitancies and why people are and all this other stuff. And it was, it was really interesting type of thing. Um, I spent a lot of time reading and getting stuff done, but that was kind of interesting. Um, let's go and switch over to the paint cam and, um, we'll get some talking going on because I wanted to show also while we're doing this. It means hobby talking. We've been talking this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever's. Hey, look, my job is to be pedantic. I appreciate that about you. I try very hard. Oh, Kathy, I don't, did I tell you? I think I did tell you that. I actually got paid to watch The Three Amigos with an open bar. <laughs> yeah, I you didn't tell me what movie it was. Oh, yeah, it was <laughs> The Three Amigos. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so, it's this thing out of a movie that starts a little slow. I haven't seen that in, since forever. That was my first time seeing it all the way through in one sitting. I'd seen the <laughs> beginning... And I like, got in bored and wandered off. And then I'd seen like the middle at one point and then I'd seen like the ending. So I'd, I'd seen the whole thing, just not all in one sitting. I saw it on cable once. Like it had to have been like 25 years ago. Speaking about least. 25 years ago, it is the anniversary of the fifth element and it's coming back into theaters. Yep. Oh my God. That's amazing. I'm not going to theaters, but that's amazing. <laughs> There's something isn't, isn't, isn't Star Trek the motion picture going to be yep. released in theaters soon too? And I feel so bad uh, because I'm not so going to theaters. It's in theaters for the director's cut, the the remastered director's cut they finally put out. Uh, it's in theaters today, I believe, Monday and Wednesday. So you know, 
I will be trying to see it after work on Wednesday. Hopefully, life will uh, allow me to. I hope so. Then I can live vicariously through you. Because so, I feel uh, like it would be, it would just be epic to see. Just I know yeah, the pacing I, is slow for it, but you know, it'd be I, epic I, to I, see on the big screen. It's a pretty movie. I think like the early fly around of the Enterprise on the big screen in the remaster might be worth the price of admission. <laughs> so, uh, look for that, but no, check your phasma events guys. If you're, if you're willing to go out to the theaters, there's a lot of stuff coming out. September, you got, uh, next anniversary for the wrath of Khan. I might see it in theaters again. We'll see. Uh, I think next month we've got anniversary for Smokey and the bandit. It'll be in theaters for a couple days. Anniversary of Pulp Fiction. No, no, maybe I'm wrong about that. That's one I probably wouldn't watch again on the big screen, just because I don't I feel, feel like it's got... it. Yeah, I feel like it, it wouldn't need to see it on the big screen. Again, but I did. I, I did see it in the theater originally. Yeah, me too. Oh, um, Legion. I would say two blasters, but. That's because they're easier to paint than a Darksaber. But then again, Sabine's going to be a challenge anyways because you want to do all the customization on her armor, so you could go Darksaber. What, what, was, what was this question? Uh, if you should assemble Sabine with the Darksaber or two blasters. For Star Wars Legion, obviously. Gotcha. So... Um... I got a bunch of Turbo Dark paints in, and so I've been testing out colors, and I was trying to figure out stuff that do, and there was you one color that came up, and it was all super massive, was what it was called, it was like a dark red, didn't show up very well, uh, because it was a color shift, but then I got some other ones, and so this is going to be, we got to decide on a color that we're going to paint this model, uh, and I know these aren't going to be fully representation, and I'll give these to, to Mizzy whenever it is, this was a color called Red Rum. Should I consider the model first? Model first. We don't have the model. Uh, maybe Mizzy can link the model. I don't have the model right now. These are is this a little a bit... color shift, or is this one of the metallics? This is one of the metallics. Yeah, but say, this is not shifting at all. No, no, shifting at all. This is called Red Rum. It's pretty. It is it very is. pretty. I like it. This is actually a lot softer than what it's showing on screen. Um, this one is Spicy Meatball, and it's a little bit more pink than this one. I know it's kind of oh, hard to see. Um, oh, but hard to see. Scary. They look pretty close to the same. Correct. Though this one right here no, is no, a, actually, if you look at the light, the pink comes through more on the light reflecting off of the spicy meatball. Correct. Yeah. yeah. This one was the floor is lava, and this is a color shift, and you can see the shifting. It goes from like red to a yellow orange. Yeah. Oh, yellow yeah, orange. Yeah. Almost uh, like a greeny. Uh... There's a bit of a hint of green in there too. Yeah, it goes like it goes like orangey red to yellow to green. Uh, I did this one because I was just like, "Ooh, I want to do a color shift." Um, and then this one I did on a whim because I thought this would be kind of cool. And this is called Scarab, and you can't. It's way too dark on screen, but it's really a bright green oh, and blue. Oh wow! Uh, it should be a lot brighter. Uh, let me see if I can get a hold on. Me too. Let's see. There we go. There's the picture for Mizzy. I like that. Um, this would probably be better if you could find it on, on camera. 
This is not showing. Color shifts are always hard to show up on. Yeah. On on cameras anyway. Uh, and that's what but this one is. If you look it up online, it's called Scarab on TurboDork's website, and it's green, like an emerald green with a blue shift to it. Okay. So it's it's really kind of hard to see, but you can see you can see the green and blue. Mm-hmm. On there. You know, that's the thing with cameras and a green blue shift. Yeah. Even with uh even with regular paints, if you have something that's uh green blue like my phthalo green leans more towards the blue and the camera can't decide. Correct. Yeah, I can it's never true. The camera can't decide do I want to make it more blue? Do I want to make it green? I can't I can't figure out what color this is. Is it blue or is it green? Correct. It can't be both. Yeah, so it was really hard. I'm definitely going to show this one because I thought this would be kind of cool. So, Mizzy did post a picture? Yes. Okay. And I posted a picture of Scarab, or I posted a link to Scarab, too, so you can... Yeah, you can see a better color. I mean, yeah. I'll give these to you know Mizzy so she can choose. But, like I said, this is the... Red rum is softer, but more red, and the spicy meatball is... It's We're real, real soft, camp. but but a lighter pink. So I'm going to start this off with, as far as choices go, you have to make a, a more important first choice is, are you willing to commit to the color shift? Cause if you're not willing to put all the work into the color shift, don't, don't use it. The thing is, because is you're not going to get it if you don't. Cause so I'm looking at the model. There's a lot of deeper lines. So you're going to have to paint those lines first or I mean, if you paint them afterwards, you may pick up the color shift, which is a pain they ask to reapply, which is why I bring it up. Well, the one thing yeah. that I've learned from doing my color shift is one, you, you know, of course, prime it black, um, then airbrush the color shift, and then just be careful with your work getting around the color shift. And just yeah, paint, that's you know, going to be really tedious. It like can. John says, you're going to yeah. be having to. You're going to hate yourself by the end of that model. Every crevice, because you can't just take a shortcut and wash a color shift paint no. like it's, it's the same as a metallic paint it will it will ruin that sheen that metallic looking sheen yeah i actually want to get some more uh primed uh stormcast so i can do some more testing at some point but um i, I would say looking at the model and of course it's mizzy's choice uh you could use the putty mask color shift mid legion but you obviously have to take a look at that model you that know model is- even if you even if you putty you still have to painstakingly go into all the lines yeah. with yeah. your with your putty or with your masking fluid in the same oh. way as you would be putting your your black paint or whatever other color you want to put in the, in those lines. Yeah. So and that's a good point for any since the main topic is, you know, choosing your paint scheme and all. It's a good point for paint scheme is you should figure out how hard is this fucking paint scheme going to be? How detailed are the models? If you need 10 models and that's it, then it matters less than if you need, you know, 50 models, 100 models. Yeah. If you're yeah. doing a 40K army in color shift or like like that, I'd be like, oh. If you're playing Orcs or Imperial Guard for fucking uh, 40K, uh, really take a look at that. Um, but uh, so that's an important note there. Yeah, let's like Legion just said, Sabine's gonna be difficult, but it's one model. One model, no worries. You can spend time on one model. Character, sure. cool. 
Um, but you also want to, in the main topic, you need to have your army, in most cases, blend together so it look like you just put random ass models on the table. So you're going to want some of those elements to go through your army. Sometimes it's just the base for someone like Sabine, where she is a very singular and unique character. Uh, but sometimes it's just like these guys look like they'll have things in common uh, with the rest of the uh, army. So then you're going to need to make sure that's repeated through the army, maybe to a lesser extent as far as overall detail, but you'll still want it repeated. So you need to think about that when you're painting too. Yeah, I mean, because now if you're playing something that's like a mercenary army, who cares if they're kind of they all look the same? I mean, and who uh, cares really? Period. If you if you if you don't want to paint them all look the same, who cares? It's your army. You can do what you want. As someone who has a single painted war machine of hordes army and its mercenaries, I would like to respectfully disagree with you, sir. Uh, so I, Having a color go through the entire army brings it together. So while they all have these disparate elements and all, and they all look different. Having some colors in common brings them together again. Then you're like, okay, this looks like an army, but. It's not just all rank and file together. There's obviously something strange about all these guys. You know, they're all a little different. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you have the dwarfs and they have the humans, the dwarfs and humans could have a color scheme that goes well together, but they don't have to be exactly match. True, but just the elements that match together. There's would, a... Yeah, yeah I agree with John. You'd still want elements. You'd still want maybe one color that sort of follows through over across everything, even if it's just a guy's t-shirt or somebody's pants or a stripe on their pants or a stripe on their shoulder armor or just, you know, yeah. or, or they're hair. irregular enough, paint the base something very, I don't want to say stand out, but something definitive and do that for all the same base style for all of them will help too. That in a pinch that'll work. Um, but, you know, uh, Jeter used to paint his uh, Infinity Up, his Hakaslam, each of the sub-factions, he would paint a little differently, but they'd all be like a green and a red. Just be a little different shade of green, a little different shade of red, and he'd go through all of them with that. So they all, together, they all looked a little different, but they all looked overall like, okay, there's obviously some continuity through these. They, they look like they belong. Yes. Um, it's like, you know, Marvel Crisis Protocol. Uh, you paint, I paint the bases all the same way. And that may seem boring, like, oh, you get a different color bricks and all that. Yes, but the bases keep all these wildly different models looking somewhat coherent because it's obvious they're all fighting in the same place because they all have the same style of bases. Mm -hmm. Even when I did the Chibi uh, Iron Fist uh, uh, as a proxy for Iron Fist, um, I still painted his base up even though it was somewhat different in the same colors as the rest of the bases so it fits in better. It'll yeah, it looks like it's supposed to be there. Yeah. Rather than some other random model that you're just throwing in. Yeah. <clears throat> it's important because the more of those little things you have going together, it doesn't have to be all the same. Like let's say you painted you want to paint Imperial Knights and you're gonna have like I'm gonna have three knights. Well you can do one in like a uh, let's say one in a uh, halved paint scheme, because that's a common thing for them. And then you repeat one of those colors in the other night, and then you repeat the other color maybe in the other night. So they all look together when you're putting the three of them on the table. It'll it'll bring them together a little more. You don't have to be the exact same color, but you know, similar shade or hue would would do it. But again, I think 
most important and most important for Mizzy in this case is how much work she wants to go through. Uh, yeah, especially for something true. like this. There some people they want they don't want to spend that much time on their army and that's fine. And there are other people who are willing to spend a stupid amount of time on their army because they want it to look, you know, exactly a certain way and so they're willing to to take these tedious steps to make that happen but you have to realize when you start out this is going to be tedious yes you know and, and then and we're you not all dave taylor and paint armies crazy them. quick yeah, yeah exactly and you should go into it looking at that you should look at your army and not everyone builds an army but i think most of us build an army first and then start painting it um, doesn't always work away, but if you have the whole army in front of you, stop and look at it, see what the common elements are, and go, do I want to paint this super awesome scheme I thought of over all of these models? <laughs> How many models am I going for? Yeah, well, you have them right in front of you. Like, I was looking at my Star Wars Legion. I keep coming up with all these complex uh, camouflage patterns that look really cool. Then I'm like, do I want to paint this camo pattern over, let's say, 40 guys? I mean, maybe, but maybe I take it down a notch because there's 40 of them. You know, you, you have to you have to think about that a little bit because it's your sanity on the line. If if you're James Wapple, you're like, I absolutely am going to paint a P dot camel across this entire army. Well, I mean, uh, but you know, that's each, each to their ability. Exactly. That's that's his own obsession. So, <laughs> and John, on the other hand, will be like, uh, can I do it with just a wash or something? Well, it's important to look at. I mean, there's some things you can totally, um, you, you can go crazy on. Like, I'm all my Battletech minis so far are all completely different, but that's just because I'm just throwing paint on models for fun. I don't, it's not like a, we're going to have an organized force for it's not a minis game so much. Uh, just a game with minis. Um, uh, Legion brings a good point. He said he limited the uh, the paint palette for the Rebels. You can do that. Just limiting your paint palette to certain colors will go a heck of a long way to keeping them together because you'll see a lot of repeats. Mm-hmm. Uh, or just using one color throughout them. Like Kathy said, doesn't have to be on the same thing. T-shirt on one guy, pants on another. It, it goes a long way. I'm waiting to hear from Mizzy, but she's super quiet. <laughs> and I mean from she's not typing anything in text, not she's not on the call, because obviously she's not on the call. <laughs> so you don't seal that before you put that on there? Mm-mm. Okay. I've never used the grass stuff like that. I've only used that at grass. Now these, these, how do we... these would be okay without it. Oh, so you don't seal the models at all? No, these would be sealed, but it, it doesn't harm it to have the, the grass tuff be sealed also. It also helps the uh, tuff stay on the base more, and also the yellow flowers stay on the tufts. So you spray can... it, you're spraying it on? Yeah. I brush it on, and I'm not sure that would work. I'd probably put the tuft on afterwards. No. Yeah, no. If you were brushing it on, I would definitely say, no, I've got spray, that uh, the tester spray that I like to use. Tester's is good stuff? Yep. 
So let's see. What else? We talked a little about. Now uh, let's talk about themes because now you go on ahead with all this. You can paint your army any damn way you want. It's your army. Yeah, you can do let, whatever you want. Let's let's let's, yeah, let's clear let's that. Let's emphasize that to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> your army, paint it how you like. Yes. That being said, with the one asterisk, if you're playing historicals, and you know the group you're playing with, see what they say. Historical miniature gamers can be very fucking particular about how their models, how models are painted. Yes. Are they a bit extra about it? Yes. Very yes in some cases. Some of them don't care. But some of them will be like, you can't paint that that color. That's a you know Falschmager. He should be X color because of this type of the war list. And I'm like. You can fuck right off with that. I don't even care that much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but you need to know the group you're playing with. Yeah. Because the group you're playing with, in, in historicals pretty much only. If I'm at a 40k group that was like, you must paint everything by codex standards, I'd be like, here's two middle fingers. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'll give the historical gamers a pass because it's historical. They're trying, some they're really trying to go all in on it. And it's okay. That's true. However, however... It is still your uh, army. Die lots vary. Uh, the amount of times they've gone through the laundry varies. The amount yep. of times they've been out in the sun varies the color. Uh, in, in, in any weather, it's going to change the color of the garment slightly. Yeah, so well, nothing is going so, to be 100% the same always. Yeah, and like I said, overall, I think you should paint them how you want. But if that's your group... Make sure you know what they're doing. That's the that's the that's the researched argument for uh, telling uh, rivet counters to go fuck off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Well, if anyone's that particular, I will happily tell them to go fuck off. If you don't want to tell them to go fuck off, please include me on the message. I will happily tell them to go fuck <laughs> off on your behalf. Um, but so yeah, find out what your group's playing first, then. Yeah, do you think that aside, certain... aside from that, aside from historicals, it's completely your model, painted how you yeah. want. It doesn't matter if you want to paint. Uh, what travesty can I think of? If you want to paint your clan mechs in a uh, you know federated commonwealth fucking tracksuit paint scheme, do it. Your models, I don't care. And if someone against you in the game cares, you call me up. I will tell them to go fuck themselves for you. <laughs> Yeah, that's too much caring about somebody else's work. Yes. Hey, you painted your models. Awesome. Especially, Let's play. Exactly. Especially if you're not asking for, you know, a critique. Yeah. It, this is not life or death. This is not. There's nothing riding on this. Just fucking have fun doing it. It's part of a hobby, you know? It's a greater hobby, but it is a part of the hobby. Don't let it consume your life, and don't let it become too much. And don't be that fucking guy to other people. So, but what, once you've established that, um, what was the question again? I kind of got in a couple rants. Um, so, do you believe that colors are particular to a certain genre of game? Like, would you use these shiny metallics on a fantasy model? Um, yeah, absolutely. Sure, like uh, like a knight's armor or what do you call them? Stormcast? Wow, my brain is not working. Yeah, Stormcast, <laughs> exactly it. Uh, knight's armor work because it's very much the same sort of idea. And that was the thing I was, I was going to go. Is like, 
Now, me personally, I wouldn't, but that's me personally. I would rather, you know, if it was, a, say, say it was just a, a knight model, a, an armored knight, I would personally just kind of like do a dry brush, you know, metal over it and bam, you're it, done. I, I would agree with you, but, now I haven't seen the movie, but the pictures from that movie, The Great Wall, a lot of those uh, warriors, the, the Chinese warriors, had dyed armor, and it fucking looked awesome. <laughs> so I would totally consider it. I mean, don't let other people's norms affect how you paint. Correct. If you want to paint, like, look at a lot of my Marvel Crisis Protocol models. I try to use a scheme that they've used, but I go looking for some deep dive schemes. But at the end of the day, if you don't like it, don't fucking paint it like that. Paint it how you want. Because you got to like your model. Yeah. End of the day. The guy across the table doesn't like your model, it'll be okay. He's going to go away. When you go home, though, it's going to be you and that model, and you want to like it. Once upon a time, I painted a bunch of uh, troll bloods for somebody, and they wanted them to look like the box art, except for yeah. with NMM, non-metallic metals. Mm -hmm. And I did that, and I had so much fun painting the skin on those that when I started painting my Orc Blood Bowl team, I decided they were also going to have blue skin. Awesome. And it was super fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I, I think I said this before, one of the old GW painting books, which, honestly, they don't put them out anymore, but if you can find them, like you're looking through used books, buy miniature painting books when you can. There is always a tip you can use. I have never had somebody tell me that I painted something wrong. Yeah. And I often, I don't often adhere to box art or, you know, normal chapter colors or stuff like that when I'm painting uh, models. That's, I usually am trying to figure out something different and, and fun. Yeah. But but my favorite paint scheme was uh, Joe Sloboda, who I think Kathy and I both know. Uh -huh. um, he's a GW, uh, actually IT guy, but he's he's a good, he's, he's a prolific painter. He's a solid, solid painter. He painted an orc for the book that was not standard green or anything. It was like really dark with red cracks and all that. And, and it was good to show in a GW book Look, you can paint them different ways, whatever you want. Do you want your humans to have pink skin? You can go for it. I don't care. <laughs> if it brings you joy, that makes me happy. You know? But that being said, you probably still want to have the pink skin match in with what you're doing. But again, you don't even have to. Remember, the, the only limitations to what you can paint a model is two things. What your skill allows, which will change as you paint more, and what your imagination can fucking dream up. If you want space marines that are turquoise and fucking mint green, go for it. Mm -hmm. If you want Imperial Guard tanks that are fucking hot pink, go for it. Ooh, what was that? Somebody did that, that one space marine army that was Hello Kitty themed? Yep. Hello yes. Kitty. One of the guys I played with did, uh, I don't know if you guys will get this reference, did Mr. Yuck Marines. Oh, nice. <laughs> he, he, he painted was the it, Mr. Yuck symbol. On the... No, it was Space Marines. Because, oh my god, that would be hilarious. To be fair, the only plastic Nurgle... Well, the only Nurgle Marines were like three poses of metal and the uh, box of six plastic Marines that were oh, like, pushed then. together. Yeah. Back in the day... <laughs> 
Yeah, Mr. exactly. Yuck is green. Pokemon Reeves. Yep. Yeah, it's it's. Don't let someone else control how you hobby. You hobby your way. Hobby bravely. If and you want there's female space marines, do it. There's going to be jerks, but just know that those people are jerks. Yep. And there's going to be yep. other people that love your your bold, daring statement. Yep. Go for it. I, I will always support you, Peyton, what you want. Your model, so you do what the hell you want. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This is out there for anyone. If you're on Twitter or something and someone starts coming at you about your models, just tag at John O. Spencer and he will come in and and just fucking help because that's bullshit. You painted the models. And, and don't let them tell, like, when they start quoting, well, in the fluff, no, nope, no, nope, go fuck yourself. Or in the lore, my lore, my <laughs> lore says, nope, go fuck yourself. If you want to make a conversion just to make it look cool, fucking do it. I've been seeing some Battletech conversions that look great. If you just think it'd look cool, I don't care if it's a mech that does that. Make it look cool. Mm-hmm. It's all good. We can't take ourselves too seriously. Because at that point, we, we lose the joy in what we're doing. We're playing games together. We're having fun. We're painting models. It's all fun together. Or in the case of painting models, usually alone, but sometimes together. That's better when you're together, too. Don't Just don't get too serious about it. You know? You can be serious about painting well. Like, I've seen models that are painted in the most crazy schemes, but they're painted super high quality, and you're like, man, I would aspire to this, even if I don't agree with your color schemes. This is painted well. But you also should be aware, and I know this sounds weird, it's sort of self-centering, if you go and do something batshit crazy with your models, that's going to be a talking point. Which can be okay, but if you're not comfortable with that, be aware, you're going to have to tell people to saw it off a bit or or just ignore it or ignore it but you know just be aware that's going to happen i know um when i was playing um got thunderstorm just in case anyone's wondering if anything happens it's because of thunderstorm uh, <laughs> i was playing elves in um war machine and hordes and uh my elves were bright neon green Cool. I'm talking, you know, the the brightest neon green that you could get. And, of course, they were like dry brush yellow type thing. And everybody was like, dude, I can see your models from halfway across the convention. And they look so cool. And I'm like, cool, thanks. And I was known for the neon green, you know, yeah. elves. People do that. Um, I mean... There, at any tournament, if you've got something singularly crazy, people will walk over to take a look at what you got. It's a great conversation starter. Yeah, two elven colossals painted neon green. Yeah, that was that was a big. Please, please remember, by conversation starter, I mean with other gamers. Don't like trying to pick up chicks. It's like, hey, have you seen my miniatures? That's not going to go well. <laughs> or maybe it will. In which case, fuck, you might be in luck. B is here. Hi, B. Hey. Uh, so yeah, so it's important when you put the models to, to, I mean, it seems like a lot to think of, but it'll become second nature quickly 
you go in, hey, do I want to paint Magneto hot pink? People are going to talk about it. Is it matter to me? No, it doesn't. Fuck it. Just go. Uh, you know, but keep in mind, you got to look at that the same way you need to look at, do I want to paint this crazy, complicated scheme over my whole army? Oh, yeah, I'm not putting mine on. I forgot to charge them. Sorry. I'll be charged for next week. Gonzo's got his on. They will stay on. Everybody's already paying up. Turn and face the camera, Gonzo. There you go. Look at that. Boom. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Everyone wants Gonzo. Gonzo, we have to get you some of the light-up ones. That's going to have to happen. Wait, wait. Should we make another announcement about this raffle? Oh, yeah. Make oh, sure yeah, you yeah. put in for the raffle. Yeah, put it for the raffle. Just popped up uh, there in the uh, in the chat. With when rules. uh when is this? Um, uh, eighteen minutes. Okay, it's good to know these things. Yes. Yeah, usually yeah, like right around the media raffle. section time. Right. Exclamation point raffle. Uh, it should show tickets? up. It should show up in the bottom corner of the chat. It'll have a little more than dice symbol, and then how many you have. I don't think you use the points thing. It should be right there, like at the bottom, like where it says See, chat I, button. I think you have a million. Uh, Xander, it's uh, spelled correctly, and you got to put, uh, yeah, channel points. And you have to put a number next to it. All right. Exclamation point raffle space number. There you go. Just like V did. Good this job. This is our first time doing this, I think. Uh, at least in a long time. Yeah. I think we so... did in the past, but. When we had the different points, when we had the games and all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 the channel points you earn, just by watching. Yeah. Yeah, this so, is the channel points. Uh, so next. So. Pairing colors together. Okay. Um, because you know we were talking about last week or whatever week to go paint my gems and such. Since I'm doing purple. Green is a very good color that goes with purple. Yep. Are there any colors that you should not pair together? I mean, should not's very harsh. It's very different. I'm just saying. Are there ones you should suggest that you should not pair together? Considering I always got teased about uh, what I was wearing um, forever, basically, because it always clashed, I am not the person to comment on that. What colors do you think complement each other there very well, then? I mean, you use the color wheel. It exists for a reason. You what can is do... the color wheel? So, there's complementary colors, and those are the ones that are opposite on the color wheel. And, and that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not going to clash. Correct. Because those colors opposite are, are going to contrast. Uh, orange contrasts sharply with blue. Uh, yellow contrasts sharply with purple. Red contrasts sharply with uh, green. And you can use that, those, you can use that to your benefit but also there's colors that are close to each other, like side by side on the color wheel that are going to be harmonious. 
Now I feel like I'm just talking on my ass. <laughs> no, no, it's it's absolutely true. Like it's a hundred percent. I was getting a picture of my Mister Sinister for V to look at. Um, but yeah, the color wheel exists for a reason. But don't use it as the end all be all. It's a good starter. Correct. Like if you're not sure, but I mean, as long as you're thinning down your paints and painting, you know, thin layers, like you you can go over paints. Fucking just try it. I've been doing that with my Enchantress. She's had like multiple colors on her magic stuff. You can also so. Google color palettes. And there's a lot of uh, color palettes that people use for various things like interior decorating and, and stuff like that that mm-hmm. are very useful for, you know, picking out some colors that you want to use for an army color scheme. Or just yeah. a color scheme and in one overall model. Yeah. And you'll get to the point where you've got colors you love using together, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um. You also make it to the point. Can you move down a little bit, Gonzo? Yep. Um, where you're uh, taking chances. Don't hesitate to do both. If you've got colors you're comfortable with, use them as much as you want. It's it, They're for you. They make you happy. It's all good. Uh, but you don't want to ever, I think, become so enamored with them, you don't start trying other things. Like the Mr. Sinister picture I posted, I had asked, you know, Kathy, you know, like, I don't want to do green for the smoke. And Gonzo's like, you know, I had some some suggestion. I forget what it was. And then Kathy's like, magenta. And I'm like, fuck yes, magenta. Let's go. Yeah, I think I went with blue, like a arcane blue yeah. or something. Yeah. Blue is such a hard color to make glowy. Fair. Fair. That's actually why I didn't go for it for Enchantress's Magic. I went with the purple that I've just washed. I need to get back to that, but it's been a weird week. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, you want to try stuff every once in a while, but you don't want to go nuts with it. Mizzy says Adobe Color is also a good tool for palette making. There you go. And also, as you paint an army, assuming you're painting a game that has armies that are any sort of coherent color scheme at all, um, you'll have a palette of colors you've used. I like to leave those, if I'm painting an army, leave those together. Like when I put them away, I'll put them in a separate box rather than where they go. So I pull the box and go, okay, here's the colors I was using. Just in case I haven't written it all like down. people like to make a list. Yep. Uh, this is a good I idea. I know there's, there's a lot of people who when you say, I just make a list. I, I, I make recipes. I take notes. I do color swatches. I know a lot of people do color that's swatches. that's all good ideas. And I always think I should really do that. <laughs> and then? And, and then that never happens. Yeah. Because I but get if easily you... distracted by other things. But if you put them in a box when you're done for now, you know, okay, these are the colors. Or you can go back and go, like, make a quick list. These are all the colors I used for this army. I put them away for now. Let's go back. Once or in a while, it's so much save easier. your palette. Like, I have a palette saved here from when I was painting my Scissorade of Desire, which is still not done. And thank goodness I saved that palette. So, so I can go, go back and, and look at the paints that are on it and just yeah. eyeball them. Now... I would suggest writing down immediately if you're newer and you mix a color. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you definitely. Want, you, you want to know what you did for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when I was painting Zemo way back when, I didn't have the purple I wanted. So upon channeling my inner Kathy Wobble, I said, I'm going to just fucking mix one for this. It's a one-off model. Who cares, right? I don't need to ever recreate it exactly like that. So I just mixed one up, looked good, and jobs are good. 
You know, little stuff like that's easy. You have to, but you have to understand. So if you're painting an army and you need to mix a color, you need to either do a huge batch or you need to write that shit down. Because you're going to come back and go, how did I mix this? Fuck, what am I doing? Because life happens. My, uh, and, going on that little subject, my tattoo artist working on a tattoo on my left arm. He was like, I'm going to text you the colors and the drops and how many of each <laughs> so you can remember whenever we come back and we start working on the rest of your arm. I'm like, that's a good idea. Oh, yes. <laughs> He's like, two that black, one. one white, and then, you know, two of this, one of that, one of this, one of that. Mm-hmm. And he texted it to me, so I'm like, all right, cool. Now I don't have to worry yeah. about it. Do it. Um, all those tricks are good for keeping your army consistent, but the main thing is uh, you can get to a lot of analysis paralysis, staring at colors, staring at your models. At some point, you just you can't just fucking do it. It's okay if it's not right the first time. You can probably fix it. That being said, uh, I usually advise people to not start with limited edition models, models you can't replace at all just in case something catastrophic happens. You know, like... It took me when I had that uh, Ashland Elise uh, sculpted by Captain Spud. I stared at that thing for a while before I started painting it. And messed up the face a couple times. Luckily, you can fix that. Little Q-tip with a little bit of uh, nail polish remover or acetone. We'll take care of that real quick. Just make sure you denature it afterwards with the water. But there's trips like that, but but I was just not starting with that. You want to have the paint scheme fully in mind when you get to those models. Start with your basic grunts. Like we talked about this before, the reward yourself with a character model slash, you know, special model after painting unit grunts is a great way to do it. Oh, cool, I painted this unit. Here's this cool model. Oh, I painted this unit. Here's this cool model. And, or you just cheat and you play something like Marvel Crisis Protocol. Like, here's this cool model. Here's this other cool model. Here's another cool model. There's Ooh. no units. Kathy, I don't know if you saw, but last week I picked up a bunch of these. Oh, I've never used those before. <clears throat> well, Chris you, uh, was telling are you us. airbrushing them? No, he, he was telling us, and he, I thought it was a really cool idea. And they're only like 3 to $6 per bottle. Um, he was saying instead of using water to mix and thin your paint, use the Delmer um, inks to thin your paint. I was like, oh, I can try that. I mean, yeah, you know. I could. I, I use mostly use the white. I can say because I use it already to touch up white because it goes on really thin. So you're not gonna get that clumpy when you're trying mm-hmm. to touch up the bits of you know shine and showing through. I am soon going to be experimenting with the Army Painter Speed Paints. Ooh, I I've heard that the reactivation issue is not as big of a deal as was stated. I would like to uh I'd like to try doing some different things with them including uh doing stuff right away and doing stuff like the next day after they've been sitting you know or a few hours or whatever just do some experiments and kind of get to the bottom of how these things work how they maybe can you know work with my other paints that I already use. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, because in, in the Gen Con stream, uh, 
you know, I'll have models that I want to be painting a little bit faster. And I want to see if this is the thing I can do is, you know, speed paint mm -hmm. them a, a bit faster and, you know, see no, what happens. I, I'm with you and I look forward to hearing uh, your review of them. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see you if, if you could do some good blending with them. Because that was a, something that someone says is that since they reactivate uh, quickly, that you could use them as a good blending type uh, well, paint. Like any tool, you got to understand how it reacts to things so you can use it properly. Yeah. All right, we only have about seven minutes left, and then we'll turn off the... Um, the uh, raffle. raffle. So if you haven't done it, make sure you do that before you do that. Uh, I decided to go ahead and stop a little early because I didn't want to get started on a whole nother model, big model, because those models are huge where I am working on, um, what are these called? There's the one that uh, we did the the thing on and everybody chose those models because it was one Mizzy said to choose. <laughs> Can't remember the name of them. If you remember the name of them, let me know. I'll be honest, Gonzo, I don't remember things from two days ago sometimes. Uh, same with you, buddy. This entire time I've been trying to think of, I know I've watched a bunch of movies over the last few weeks. Because there was the week where Incarnate I, I felt so shitty I didn't even get out of bed. And so I watched a lot of shows. And, well, while I was in the hospital, I didn't watch any shows at all. But I made up for that when I got home. But now that I think about it, I was really only watching Time Team. Lulling me to sleep. I love that show. Uh, don't feel bad. All I watched was one episode of Stranger Worlds. I watched quite a few things. I'm still watching quite a few things. This is my shocked face. Well, I had to, so, you know, my Kickstarter for Warcaster came in, and so I put those in the, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, the um, thing that people put their airbrushes in to clean. Man, am I brain farting? Um, sonic cleaners. Because they're all metal. And so I was like, throw them all in there, sonic clean them. Look, look at him with all the extra toys, the sonic cleaner and shit. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to think of that because we don't own one, so. Yeah, I would have to bring them to my buddy, the Jason, for him to take them to his work so he could put the sonic cleaner at work, but that's just not going to happen. No, oh, well, there's, like they're, they're very good cheap ones on Amazon, and so I just pulling those or, out. Or and... I can get, like, an old toothbrush and some water. I, I got other things to do. Let that do it. <laughs> that is pretty tedious, yeah. I don't think it's that tedious. That's quick. It's not like you're fucking trying to clean clean. You're just like, let's get some mold release shit off of here. Get some talc off of these fuckers. <laughs> I've heard some really good things about Sonic Cleaners, though. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It, it actually was really good. It was It was amazing to see how much junk and flash it got off the models. Because I thought that was interesting that whenever I pulled them all out and kind of rinsed them off because they still had a little bit of soapy film on them, that... You know, there the water was pretty much a murky black, but there was still tons of flash in the bottom of the pan, which I thought was interesting that it got some of that flash off. Wait, was uh, it flash or was it venting? So uh, again, being being pedantic because I did work with spin casters for a while. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't um, gates or anything like that. It was definitely flash. 
Okay. From the mold. Wow. Like, but not Flash is really rare nowadays, I'll be honest. Yeah, and it wasn't a lot, but it was enough to make okay. you go, Oh, cool. That was easy for me to get. And it was like real tiny pieces. There wasn't much, so um, but that was interesting. Um, so I had to do that, and then I had to wait for a lot of stuff to dry because um, I'm working on the some of the trophies for Warfare Weekend um, to get done. So I was like, uh, I'm going to have to have some time to wait. So I was, got to watch some stuff, and then I read some stuff, and then I listened to an entire series and finished it out today. So we can definitely talk about that because I thought about an idea that would be pretty cool. So, um, like I said, we only got three minutes. We're going to switch over to the media because I know that there is two movies that Kathy saw that she is going to want to talk about so much. It's going to take at least 20 minutes per movie. I don't have that much to say about anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got something to say about one of those movies you watched. All right. So, Kathy, what was one of the movies you watched this week? Uh, Blade Runner. Which version, out of curiosity? I don't know. Did it have the Harrison Ford <laughs> voiceover or not? I of all this shit. I don't think it had a voiceover. Director's cut or something like that. Okay. What do you think of Blade Runner? I like it. It's not the first time I've seen it. I've seen that a few other times. Uh... And so I just, it was free on Amazon. Was it Amazon or? No, it was Netflix. It was free on Netflix. And so it's the second one. So I just, I just watched one right after the other because I had not seen the, uh, the new one. I have not seen the new one. It's on my list, but time. I like Blade Runner. I like it. Uh, Are there a few areas where the pacing is? excruciating yeah it's very pretty (laughs) in those scenes though generally speaking yeah yeah i will tell you that the second one and i know you haven't seen it but i don't think i'm spoiling anything by saying the second one decided it was going to try and match that pacing that's a poor choice by a lot (laughs) oh that's a really poor choice they were okay you know, and you know how easygoing I am watching movies, and I was like tapping my fingers, <laughs> like, can we well, just move this along? We already know he's going to find this thing. Everybody knows this. Can we to, just move to, to him finding it and not wander all over creation? And it's not even so like useful. the best scenery in this particular <laughs> oh. moment. It's not like sweeping vistas or amazing, you know, no. So you want what the uh, Australian comedy band called Tripod calls them to get to the fucking monkey. Yes. I so wanted them to get, I just, and there were, that was the, the main glaring one, but there were a couple other things. I was like, we could just speed this up a little bit. To, to be fair. I felt that way about the Batman also, but, <laughs> um, I actually have strong opinions on Blade Runner. Uh, I also like it. I agree. But I I like the original theatrical cut with the Harrison Ford voiceover because it makes it into a, a cyberpunkish noir, which makes it cooler, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I think the director's sure, cut without I've the voiceover is 
It's usually the one we all saw originally because the director's cut wasn't available for years and years and years. Yeah. Um, I think the director's cut is the is not as good of a version, respectfully to the director. It's not the first time I've said that. <laughs> um, I also think that overall Blade Runner is overrated as fuck. I, it I is think good. I don't feel like it's great. I feel like there's a couple scenes that are fucking beautiful there and are or some fucking great. Scenes agreed. But uh, Roy Batty's, uh, you know, often, you know, uh, quoted uh, Basically death eulogy. speech. Basically, <laughs> eulogy. It's, it's fucking awesome. Rutger yeah. Howard just fucking amazing. out of the park. And some of the, the visuals, some of those visuals are amazing. But I feel overall, you're like, this is good. This is a good, you know, cyberpunkish primer. But when when did it become like the end all be all? nerd sci-fi movie i don't understand and i don't understand how the people like the director's cut more i mean you know i like the noirish it makes it gives it a much more interesting style and it's personal obviously good note that movies are art so everything about them is subjective there is no objectively bad movie that's not named cats <laughs> no i found another one. Oh shit oh okay more, more I, I, on that I, a little bit what what do you give Blade Runner, uh, the first one at least, uh, for you for uh, space herpes? I give it zero space herpes. Okay. I, See, uh, I would give it a one. I I I have always liked it. I I like. I mean, I like Harrison Ford. <laughs> I always have. Yep. I mean, yeah, since I was Harrison six Ford. years old, I have. So, you know, there's just, there's a certain spot in my heart for for that, but. Uh, I like the whole the whole idea of it. The my brain's not working so well to uh, to talk about the broader things like you know when when something is sentient, you shouldn't be treating it like they're treating these uh, replicants. Yeah, absolutely, these replicants because they're living creatures that have thoughts and feelings. You know. And and these people are treating them like that doesn't matter, and yep. so there's this uh, whole this whole thing going through it, and 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 I like that. I like how it woke social commentary from a sci-fi movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That never happened. No, I I, I love that too. Um, I, I agree with Gonzo. I'd give it a one just because of the pacing and it's and primary all. reason. Hey, Cookie. Yeah, I mean, hey, and again, I do like the standard version better over the director's cut but i feel like i need to watch the standard version uh again it's been so long since in fact do i even do i own that i might own that <laughs> i mean what this you get was the just one? on netflix and i saw it going by so i was like i'm gonna watch that the second one i really liked i see mo's magic say he didn't like the second one but watching the first one and then watching the second one, I really enjoyed it. Uh, there were a couple moments that seemed a little too overly dramatic soap opera. It like like verging on CW uh, moments. Like his whole angst about, oh my God, Dad, why did you, you know, abandon me? Well, it turned, you know, spoilers. You know, it turns out he's not. He thinks that this is his dad, but it turns out no. 
Uh, yeah. This is a big spoiler, but you know. It's been I'll over a while. I'll forget it in about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, uh, honestly, if I watched this within the next six months, I'd be impressed. But I so. There's a couple. There's a couple things like that where there's a little more angst than there really needs to be, I think. And then some of the pacing is slower, and I would give it a couple space herpes because I don't like to watch a movie where I'm consciously thinking, "Can we just move this along?" It's like uh, it's like when I was watching Hackers, and they had the they had the like dancing number sequence with all the you know, when they were hacking, and I'm like, can we just, can we just move this along? What always sticks up my mind was Interview with the Vampire, because I watched it before I went to work one day, uh, so I knew exactly how long it was and how long the preview was going to be, and I checked my watch so many times during that movie, I was like, I have never watched it again, because apparently, if I, in the theater, I'm not immersed enough in your movie to not check my watch a dozen times, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I was watching that, and I absolutely was um, wow. catching myself in uh, with with hackers. I was catching myself thinking about other things during those scenes. So yeah, I was I exactly much. like you say. Kathy did not like hackers as much as I thought she was going to. <laughs> I think if I had seen it back then, that it would have been a difference. I I enjoyed the characters a lot in the hackers, but. You know, and the story was fun. Cool. But well, uh, we're not talking about hackers, I guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> Gonzo, let's do the raffle. Oh, yeah. So raffle, Then we'll talk to Kathy about that movie that's objectively bad, much like Cats. I'm interested to hear this. Uh-huh. All right, here we go. We're going to pick a winner, and the winner is... <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Captain Mizzy. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, oh, uh... well, that's, that's perfect. Uh, I mean, there are only ten of you, I think, actually, up may, at most ten of you actually in the uh, drawing, so. One in ten, those are good chances. We will have another oh. one next month. We will do one uh, drawing a month for Turbo Dork with $50 gift certificate. So you can get that. Um, Captain Mizzy? Well, you uh, have to contact Anza with your uh, information so that he can send you your code. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, it is a digital gift certificate, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, I'll send it to you right now. Uh, boop. That way you can use it. We demand photos of what you paint. Absolutely, Legion. Good call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, while he's doing that, Kathy, tell me about this horrible movie. Where did it touch you? So, it's Vincent Price, who I love. Yeah. 1966. It's, yeah, so classic Vincent Price, right? I'm like, this is going to be fantastic. Uh, yeah. I knew, I knew by the title... It was going to be cheesy as fuck, okay. right? It's called Dr. Goldfoot and the Girl Bombs. Okay. Oh, okay. Expecting oh, no, cheesy. I love Dr. Fibes, Mo. I love Dr. Fibes. Um, yeah, 
Dr. Goldfoot and the Girl Bombs. He plays the titular I started Dr. out Goldfoot. watching it. I started out watching it. Wow. And it's this bad scientist, as you would imagine, uh, who is building He's... an army of android sexy women. Uh, and what he's building them for is to lure important people around the world. Uh, in this case, at, at the time I'm watching it, it was generals. It was a bunch of generals. And they would seduce them. And then as soon as the general went to kiss them, they would explode and kill them. Yeah, the, the tagline here on the poster on IMDb is, Meet the girls with the thermonuclear navels. <laughs> so, so, you know, I expected it was going to be cheesy, but Oof. it was just so bad. I didn't even finish it. I oh. couldn't even make myself finish it. There's another Dr. Goldfoot movie. Is that the first one? Well, I don't know. This yeah, there's one from a year before called Dr. Goldfoot and the Bikini Machine. <laughs> oh, my. Vincent Price again. <laughs> I was oh. like, ooh, this is going to be like a spoof of sort of a James Bond evil villain kind of thing. But, oh, my God. They, they have a little preview thing, and the way he smiles in that preview is... Creepy in a whole different way than normally yeah. Vincent Price is. Yeah, it's super. And every time he's like, any time a new uh, girl bomb comes out of the 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 thing that makes them, uh -huh. he's like, he's giving her the eye, like just this lascivious thing, he's, and I'm like, oh my god. A, I mean, it's a very how should I put it. I'm not gonna miss words. It's a very rapey vibe on that smile. It's like, yeah, that's not, that's. I mean, it's acting obviously because by all accounts, Vincent Price is yeah, a fucking yeah, awesome yeah. dude. But it's a little creepy. I ain't gonna like, and not he like was, the scary creepy, the creepy creepy. He's definitely acting very creeper creepy. I mean, and... you can watch both of them, and it's only gonna take you uh, two hours and fifty minutes. I couldn't even make it through one. I mean, fair. I mean, I said watch them, but I ain't got time to watch good stuff. I think I spend my time with something <laughs> Kathy says is objective is is yes. objectively bad. Not even subjectively, what if objectively bad. Uh, yeah, it'll take zero hours and zero There's minutes. Zero and you minutes. Can watch something else instead. So should I guess you're just gonna give them give it five space herpes because yeah, yeah. yeah. and you know that's a very rare, rare thing. Uh, I guess we, oof, that one was loud. I felt that one in my soul. <laughs> I didn't hear uh, that. Yeah, that was thunder. Like, that shook the world. Yeah, I see, baby, that's, oh my, yeah. That <laughs> one shook everything. All right, so um, let's just talk about uh, the, the third episode of Strange New Worlds real quick, and then Gonzo can take it away for the rest of the podcast, and I'll shut up. Not likely. <laughs> um. Not going to take a long time. I like it. Um, very good character building. 
And yep. I think that's going to be this is that's the strength of this versus. And I hate I don't want to throw <laughs> old Star Trek under the bus. It was a thing of its time. This versus all the older Star Trek is character building. You know, we, I watched it's, it this Thursday and it didn't wow me like the others did, but it was still above and still great. I think the the first episodes are my favorite so far. The third one, and I, uh, and, I and I say this, I actually really like the sci-fi content of this. It was, yeah, they I, yeah, laid I just, the groundwork so you could kind of get an idea what was going on, and it really hits. Yeah, I like I, said, I didn't have a problem with it, but I was like, if this is the average type episode. I'm all in still. Oh my God. If this yeah. is an average episode, this is going to be the greatest Star Trek series ever. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I would consider this one to be like an average episode for the series so far. The other two kind of like pushed boundaries and kind of went a little hardcore. But this one was like... Uh, this is hardcore a different way. Yes. Like it's still like... And I'm here to say it. Yeah, I'm with you, Cookie. Captain Pike is currently my favorite Star Trek captain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he, he's kicking ass. I, I really like him. He um, leads like a man should lead. It's great. You know? This is Star Trek for us it, now. It's, and after the first episode, it is... You can watch things out of order, I feel like. There's no... Not yet is there any big direct line. So you can watch it. It is back to sort of episodic. But I feel like there's going to be some leading things. People are changing and they're learning things about people. So it's going to build. Yes. Yeah, and this but, one did uh, build no. and de- was character building also, but was still yeah. solid. Yeah, it, they're doing it well, like because they didn't have this kind of character building in the old. Like you'd have build character, but then you know it wouldn't stick in most cases, with the rare exception of what they did with Picard and occasionally Riker. Uh, most of the character building didn't stick, but no, I'm liking it. Uh, I like it. I'm looking forward to the rest of them. I am too. I this is one of my favorite series to watch right now. I'm like, this is the shit. It, this is I've never I been make a time huge for in a week when I have no other time. Yeah, I still make time for this. Series. Yeah, I, I've never been a huge Star Trek fan until these last few years. These last few years, I'm like, this shit's good. This is this is oh. good sci-fi, and this is what I'm liking think, a lot of. I think Kathy missed it. Uh, apparently, Kathy, there are articles about complaining that Star Trek has become woke, too politically <laughs> charged. Wait, wait. <laughs> So in 1967, or was it 68, <laughs> when Uhura and Kirk... Oh, seven, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it was yeah. a multiracial kiss on TV. Yeah, I think it was the first, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People were losing their shit. Yeah, but it's on the internet. There's, uh, I, I want to blame Fox News. I think it was actually a newspaper said that. It was like... Star Trek uh, Strange New World goes where Star Trek has never gone before. Wokeness. And I'm like, have you ever watched Star Trek? You, like, Star Trek is woke as fuck. V, yeah. I'll send it to you real quick. It's it's hilarious. And it's a real article, so it's not... It's not like The Onion. No, because The Onion's like... No, no, that's... Yeah, I heard... I, I saw that, too. I saw that go by. How yeah. is this woker? I mean, they don't... They don't consider that woke. That's just uh, representation. Like, every plot in the first three episodes is quote-unquote woke. And when someone complains about that, I just tune them out. Because if you want me to not take you seriously, use woke non-ironically. Because mm-hmm. 
When, when did being woke be a bad thing? Yeah. It's the good thing. Wait, you mean by woke we care about other people's feelings and how we interact with the world at large? Hmm. I could uh, I could use a little bit more of that in the world. But, anyways, obviously it's great. Gons and I are loving it. Um, and 100%. One of the best yeah. sci-fi shows out there right now. Very solid. Um, yeah. Thursday. Make sure to rewatch uh, season two of uh, Discovery so I could watch Pike be awesome again. Yeah. <laughs> Pike is really good. Yeah, He's Zero good. Space RP still. Very uh, solid. Also, I guess you get to take it home. Um, so there was something. So I finished listening to all three books of the Chronicles. Uh, Dragonlance Chronicles, by the way. Oh, okay. Uh, I finished up the book today while I was doing the painting. And, you know, some of the stuff I don't remember from book three just because it's been forever type thing that I've seen it. You know, I've, I've read it or whatever. And, and it's not like big things. It's like, oh, I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, okay. All right. And... I also get caught up because I know I've read all the other books. And so I'm like, oh, that was in that book, not in this book, you know, type thing. Oh, that happened in this. I will tell you, it's still, and Mizzy is listening to it still, so I'm not going to spoil, but they're still gut punches, man. They're still gut punches. I, I reread Chronicles a couple of years ago. I've got the annotated version. Uh huh. There are two scenes that, if I know they're coming, I. I don't get stopped tonight because I can't read through the fucking tears. Oh, it just gut punched. Um, and I was like, man. Oh, uh, so yes, there is an animated Dragonlance, uh, uh, Dragons of uh, Autumn Twilight. Yeah, I think it's the first one. The first one? Yeah. Uh, it is not super awesome. It's fine. It's definitely not great. For the time. If you can watch, if you can watch it, for, no, for the time, it's not it's not great for the time yeah. at all. You can just tell that it was the, it was that If it time. came out like a couple years after the books, it would have been okay then. Yes, Cookie, they cheaped out on it totally. Yeah. Um, it is not up to standards. But if you can watch it for free, watch it for free. Yeah. I think it's on YouTube for free, by the way. <laughs> my my uh, ex-wife had gotten a copy of it. We watched it together. It wasn't bad, but we, we both love the books. In fact, I need my to find time. I got to find that book. It's like the... Oh, I can see it on the shelf from here. That's a big... It's like this fucking thing. Oh, yeah, I got that one. That's the one I got on my table. Yeah, it's right there. I can see it. Yeah, I mean, this... I love this series so much that I don't even think I ever want to see them make it into a movie or a TV show. Um, because it could be such an issue uh, that I don't know if they could... There'd be too much stuff that you would have to cut out. Yeah, mine's a softback, but yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> mine's a softback, but it's the same. Yeah, it's the same thing. This is my head for scale. Yeah, <laughs> it was right there next to Jackie Chan's biography, which um, was also a good read if you get the chance. But I mean, it was just so good because I'm sitting there as I'm listening to it. Of course, I'm picturing, you know, get, putting the pictures in my head. You know, what would happen if it was like a TV show or a movie? And I would never want to see it be put into a movie. I would rather see it be put into a TV show if they were going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Because there's so much. If you can get, if you can hit the Lord of the Rings uh, fellowship, uh, the Lord of the Rings, actual Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, Two Towers, Return of the King level, it can be movies. Yeah, but I I don't think they could do that. I think there are so many people that would just, I think they would fuck it up and try to hobbit it up. 
type thing. You don't need to Hobbit up. I love Hobbits. Kender greater than Hobbits. <laughs> Correct. But I'm talking about the movie <laughs> Hobbit. Yes, Legionnaires Dragonlance. Um, but when I was after I got done, I was like, just thinking, if they did put this into a movie or TV show, there would have to be things that would be cut out. And I'm like, things would have to be cut out of the book. And how do you cut out the stuff without cutting out the story? And I was like, then you'd have to get, you know, the right cast. Who to play this? Who to play that? Um, you could cut, first book, you could cut out the swamp. See, and that's what I was saying. I thought it would be really cool. A little to, bit, but still, that's cool. To do a, one of the things I thought of was like a book club where you give everybody, here's a book. We read it, take a month, whatever, listen to it, whatever. And then we go back and go, what do we cut out to put this into a two and a half hour movie? And what mm-hmm. and why? Which would be, you know, it's just kind of a, a debate thing because it would be interesting to see and what people think is not important to the story to them compared to other things. But oh. it, it it's just so much. There's so much to Dragonlance that, yeah. like I said, it is, it is my you know, Harry Potter universe. Yeah, it is mine too. Um, And I'll honestly say this because honestly, the quality of books and it happens every, every series, as you get more authors in there, the overall quality goes down. It's okay. It Mm -hmm. happens. That's just the way it works. I would say after Chronicles and legends, there's a couple books here or there that I really love, but the rest are just interchangeable. You can take them or leave them. But I do suggest those two series, the Chronicles, then the legends, uh, and then there's one other book from the Heroes uh, subgroup that came out just afterwards called Stormblade that happens in the middle of this between the first and second book that just has it was good. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like it was the most felt the most right for the universe of everything else I had. I mean, I read I think I've read like 90 percent of the books I had. Oh, I- I haven't. There was a point where I just ejected because the quality went down. Yeah, I, th- uh, I think it was the the newer ones that came out. Um, now I did do did read the Chaos and the Lost Souls series, um, I mean, because that when was... Sturm and Kataria went to the moon, <laughs> I was out. Yeah, it that was, was a where little the, the ro- it was a little the wrong way. Yeah, the prequels. Yeah, it was a little the wrong way for me at that point. That one was a little far fetched. I agree. But I mean, like the Test of the Twins, the Elven Nation trilogies. I read everything I could get my hand on because I was I was just so into it. I was, loved it so much. Yeah, it it is my fantasy. You know, it's my Lord of the Rings. Yes. Yeah, Obviously, think... we give it zero space herpes or whatever you give books. Yeah, there there is none for anything that I can say about this. This is, it still gives me all the gut punches, all the yeehaws, all the fuck yeah, all the laughs, all the, oh crap, and everything. And I can't wait. There's a new book coming out pretty soon. Um, and I can't remember what it's called, but it's uh, it's Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman are writing it. Um, so I'm, I'm going to say something not so controversial. That doesn't mean it's going to be good. No, but... Uh, so, I read the first book of the Star of the Guardians series they started, and it was not good. I mean, maybe it was just when I read it, but uh, like I read it, I was like, this is not great. But, you know, I mean, everyone 
catches lightning in a bottle or, or has their thing, and then they go off and branch out. Maybe someone loves that series. If so, and more power to you. It was not my thing. Yeah, but uh... I'm looking forward since uh, Watsy is going to be releasing Dragonlance stuff for D and D. Interesting to see where they go with that because honestly, we've discussed this before. It's a tough world to play in. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if you're playing certain periods, your characters don't do the big things. I, and I'm kind of curious what timeline they're going to put the RPG in. That's that, that's the kicker for me is what timeline are they going to put that in? And that's not to say you can't run a good one. I think if you run a good one, you really have to be familiar with what's going on. Let's say you're doing War of the Lands, which is the main timeline, the early stuff. You really have to know what's going on where so you can keep track of what you're doing. Because you can sort of affect things. There's lots of things right. going on at once. But you're going to want to understand that the big things are happening because of the uh, the companions. Not the fellowship. The companions. <laughs> yeah, uh, they got a new one. The Dragons of Deceit. It's not supposed to come out for a few more months. So, But I got that on audiobook order, so I'll wait on that. But I mean, I, I love it. Um there's there's just something that just hits really well with this series um, mm-hmm. because not everybody's the hero, not everybody does everything for the you know the good. Um, People are complicated. People yes. actually grow and change uh, in the course of just the three books. Yeah, and it's 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 solid. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to see as a TV series done right, but whether they do it right or not is a different story. Yeah, um, I agree. TV series would be the best for it. Yeah, don't know if they could, but it would be interesting. And in my head, as I'm, I was, I was listening to it. I was like, "Ooh, yeah, I could see this being a really cool scene." And you know, doing the imagination of it in my head. But will it happen? I doubt it. Um, yeah, not unless it really hits big uh, with the younger folks uh, when the D and D modules and stuff come out. Yeah. So, hopefully, it will. Hopefully it'll be doing, I mean, like I says, hopefully the new books are going to be good. Um, I'm waiting for, you know, Captain Mizzy to finish so I can talk about it. I think she's in book two right now, so. Oh, we could, we could do a freaking Dragonlance podcast. Huh? Oh, yeah, we could. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's plenty of things we could talk about. So, um, let's see. I did watch a couple of other things. Oh, Love, Death, and Robots had a new season come out. Uh, eight episodes, and uh, I liked every single episode except for the last one. And the first episode is the three robots going through the decimation of the humans, which I is that first season. I haven't seen the first season either. Yeah, um, it. So I watched first season. Second season wasn't that great. Third season was really good. Uh, there was one I was like, I want that as a TV show, and I want it now. Um. And then the the three robots, um, I really liked. They were the best. Yeah, if you liked first season, you'll like third season most. It was it was very solid. I didn't like the last episode. It just something about the animation and the way it was done just kind of threw me off. That's but, sometimes it happens. I mean. Yeah, it was just really weird. Um, but there was there was some episodes that were like, holy shit, that's funny. They do a. Night of the Mini Dead, and it's like uh, like a stop action miniature Night of the Living Dead type thing taking over the world. And it was really fun to watch. Um, 
really fun to see. So it was like everything was like tilt shifted. So everything looks really, really small and tiny, which was still good. Um, oh, I forgot that that came out, Mose. Uh, I need to watch Where's that. Where's Night Sky on? Um, Amazon? I want to say I saw it advertised on Amazon. Hey, Man Ray, thanks for uh, being worth this. Hi, oh, Dan. Wow. Welcome in. <laughs> thanks for chiming in. Um, making a campaign. Wow, that's a heck of a extra timeline thing <laughs> yeah. to jump in. That's uh that's a tall order. Um, you might uh, want to hit us up on Facebook. We might be able to talk to you about that uh, on Facebook because that's a lot, and we're actually getting ready to close up for the night. Um, yeah, interesting. it's our end time right now. Yeah, is it is it eight thirty already? It is eight thirty. Um, so yeah, I wanted to watch that um, Night Sky by with J.K. Simmons because I love him. Sissy Spacek is yeah, amazing I mean, too. Um, I'll start watching that. So, like I said, Dragonlance, zero space herpes. That's just, oh, yeah, a, there's nothing to it type thing. Um, other than that, guys, we really appreciate y'all coming in. Um, we really appreciate y'all listening. Uh, we will be sending you off to, hey, why don't we send you to Rainer? Rainer looks like he's doing some painting. Um, we'll send you off to Rainer tonight. Um, he's been painting the whole time. Yeah, he's been painting a lot. Uh, he's getting back to. He's been able to get back into his studio a lot lately, which is good because he needed to. Um, guys, please take care of yourself. Please wash your hands, wear a mask, be happy. You know, get plenty of fluids. If you don't feel good, make sure that you go see a doctor and take care of yourself. Yes. Thanks, Cookie. For more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm sleepy. <laughs> good night. <laughs> Don't forget to hit that raid button and go over and say hi to Rainer.